0: And in this corner, nerds. And I'm going to talk about me, myself, and my problems here for a little while. The rule 34 questions were last week.
1: That's not a puzzle. It's pushing blocks. I will accept confidently sounded episode numbers and issue numbers as actual evidence. But
2: I want to hear about your
1: other shitty character. Of course, invest in a robotic flame of flame. This is the Debate This Podcast. Let me adjust my nuts here real quick. All right. Adjust those nuts. (laughs) Oh, that's going in the uh, (laughs) the sting at the beginning now. (laughs) Good. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to Debate
0: This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to argue over the important things like comics, video games, and which Mario sports game is the best Mario sports game. Catch me on the Toadstool Tour, bitches. My name is Matt Cole, and I'll be your moderator for this week. Today, we're launching our own sitcoms. Because what this world needs more of is half-assed, pun-based humor, synthesized emotional coming-of-age tales, and shitty 1980s laugh tracks. To spice things up a bit, we're only casting our sitcoms with NPCs from our favorite games. Every straight-to-Netflix show is better when you've never heard of anyone in it, am I right? Now it's time to meet our showrunners for the week. And I'm contractually obligated to introduce to you, Andrew always says sure when other people are talking Henderson, Kyle only laughs (laughs) with hard nasal exhales, Harper, and Todd types aggressively into his microphone, Thomas. My name's Matt, and if you didn't know, I edit this podcast. Now let's double down on what will certainly be the worst pitch meeting of all time. Give me the title, the setting, and your main characters, but try to keep it briefish. I need elevator pitches on these sitcoms. Somebody go.
3: All right, here we go. Listen to me, Matt. So, you've heard of Seinfeld, right? Unfortunately. Of course you've heard of Seinfeld. (laughs) Haha, sure. So, let's take take Seinfeld for a second and then imagine, how could you make it better? Let's put in Legend of Zelda characters. We're going to call it, now this is a tentative title. It's going to change. Tentative title is Heifeld. Now, Heifeld... Takes place in the Legend of Zelda universe. Um, now this is canon. If any of you have played the uh, the Switch title Hyrule Warriors, you would know that um, there was some magic uh, buffoonery that led to all of the universes colliding into one mega dimension. So I would like to kind of expand on that and then say, well, what happens if uh, if they all decide to move and, and try to make it in the big city?
0: Okay, so you're you're so... expanding on the content dump. The one game where they're like, fucking put everybody in.
3: You're going to expand on that. Okay. See, what, what they don't cover in all of this, like, you know, the fan the fan favorite fan canon stuff is what happens after the credits. So, Heifeld is going to be what happens after the credits. Um, so, the fic- the sitcom is going to focus on Fi, uh, the sidekick from Skyward Sword, um, who is the the... Ooh, how should I explain this? Did the it, worst, worst character in the it's Legend terrible. of Zelda games? Man man of the most hated character of all time? Okay, so we're all on board. Um, so, Phi <laughs> is the spirit of the goddess sword. Um, and uh, so, what happens is Phi uh, left the group and decided to make the best of it in New York City and follow her dreams of becoming a stand up comic. Uh, so, we'll, we fast forward a couple months. Phi's uh, already been settled in her new, her new role in her new town. Uh, she's navigating this new life with her best friend, Tingle, her ex-girlfriend, Minna, and her wacky, kooky, next-door neighbor, Ravio.
1: I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I already I, hate can it.
3: Can I stop right? I don't know who Ravio is. That's You I know what? That the is rest. the one
1: character
0: that I haven't heard of. Yeah, who's Ravio? Okay, uh,
3: Link Between Worlds, he's the um, the, the goofy salesman. Thing? He's uh, the he's he's got the bunny mask. Look up RAVIO. Oh no, I is, got you now. I'm is good. this yeah. the
1: Malo of the Legend of Zelda it universe? Is. No, Ravio's
3: awesome.
0: <laughs> or is he just the shitty
3: annoying? in in that wait. Wait, wait. I've caught Todd in a logic loop. I said
1: RAVIO. <laughs> wait, let's,
3: let's double, double down on this. So if 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 RAVIO is the Malo of the the universe of the uh, Zelda universe, then RAVIO is awesome. Yes.
2: Well, by default, yeah, I guess
3: that yeah. <laughs> Great, thanks for agreeing with me. Uh, so, I'll quickly go over Ravio. He's um, he's like the he's this um, wacky salesman that you meet at the beginning of uh, Link Between Worlds, and he uh, rents you all your equipment. Um, so basically, he like comes into your house and he takes over. He takes ownership of your house. He claims squatters' rights, and then he sells you all your shit back um, once you die. So that that fit that to me fits like good. a pretty good creamer. That was a, a real one-to-one. All right. And, uh, yeah, and I'll, well, real quick, I, I'll go over the other characters because I have this all written down. Um, so Tingle was my George Costanza, and Minna is, is my Elaine Bendis. Uh, Minna, obviously, is sarcastic and very witty, um, but very, very insecure, as we know that Elaine was in the show. Um, she's also very conflicted. Um, she's always chiding and ridiculing Link, but on the inside, she's very insecure, um, knowing that no one sees the real her, and it got very deep. Thanks, guys. Um, also, <laughs> my tingle was my George Costanza. Um, tingle, just like George, lives his entire life in denial. Um, he has woven this uh, this elaborate lie that he's a fairy man um, and that he has all these magical powers, which obviously he's just an overweight 35-year-old with a um, with crippling depression and a bad relationship with his father. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. God. oh wow. Um, I don't know if I was in a dark place when I wrote this, but like, I'm feeling like I kinda but, was. But you were. So, do with that what you will.
0: Alright, well, while Andrew rekindles his emotions, we're gonna jump over to Kyle. Tell me about your sitcom.
1: So, my sitcom is one filled with wacky hijinks, the kind you can only get when you put two completely different people living under the same roof. Um, on the one side, we've got... A hard-working, clean-cut, almost sociopathic Pokemon trainer, Red, with his goof-around buddy, former Pokemon champion, Blue. Um, you put these two together, put them under the same roof, you get the oddish couple. A show Ugh, so packed I with laughs, that. you can't ignore it. <laughs> so it's girth.
0: I gotta, yeah, you know, I gotta say, so far, Kyle definitely got the branding aspect of everything down. You, you definitely went in that category.
1: That was what I'm going for. Short, sweet... And to the point
0: that uh, that was all of those things.
2: So, Todd, are you prepared to battle with the oddish couple? I, I hate that Highfield and uh, oddish couple were so good, um, but I'm going to set a stage for you. So we're looking at a post-apocalyptic world where there is still a place for survivors, radioactive mutants uh, and hulking lizard monsters known as Deathclaws. And they exist while trying to make sense of it all. When you take that, you you have the zany Misadventures of the Office and combine it with the war-torn Life After the Bombs Dropped franchise that is Fallout, you're left with what I call the Wasteland. Okay. Because it's really good. And that's why I paused <laughs> so you
3: can about um,
2: <laughs> So yeah, it pans across wow. the <laughs> Nuka-Cola town and everything. Yeah. So um to kind of follow off what Andrew did, so some of the main characters. Uh, The the main aspect of this will be the intelligent and uncomfortable arcade Israel Gannon. He's playing the main focus. Um, He's forced to navigate surviving life in the wasteland while also sharing a workspace with Strong, the overly violent super mutant, and trying to figure out how to work for a boss like Lily Bowen, a schizophrenic nightkin, and dealing with the annoying sad sack from HR who everyone hates, which is, of course, Preston Garvey. So if you've played any of the most recent <laughs> Fallout games, at least something there is going to hit true. Um, especially if you played Fallout
3: Four, because Preston Garvey is the worst. I don't know any of those characters. Oh my I haven't God. played so,
1: Fallout Four either. Um, I know. Quick question: games. Is Preston Garvey believable as the Wasteland Strangler?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah, I think that, that that would track. So Preston Garvey is so to kinda of go over some of these real quick, Preston Garvey is um he's part of the the Minutemen um in the Commonwealth, and his big thing is he's actually a really good guy, but at a certain point in time in the game, like every time you go and talk to him He's like, another settlement is under attack. And you're like, for fuck's sake, Preston, I just, <laughs> I just took care of it. Like, like, in the whole story of Fallout 4 is you're trying to find your son. So, like, you're looking for your son. He's like, hey, by the way, that settlement still under attack. You know, that one you just saved? And you're like, God bless it, Preston Garvey. Um, so he's really terrible. Uh, Lily Bowen is, so Nightkin, if I remember right, are mutants that experimented with stealth boys and they turned purple and went crazy. And so that's what Lily Bowen is, a giant purple mutant. You should probably Google that. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Um, super, so a very believable Michael. I think um, you've just turned
3: Matt into a Fallout fan.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I've actually played Fallout. I'm not going to lie. That's like oh. one of the three
2: RPGs I've played. Oh, got them. I Todd did his homework. Um, and then strong is just again every fallout game tends to have a super mutant that joins your team at some point and strong is that super mutant and he seemed to be a good dwight Schrute uh for me <laughs> so i think this will be good i like it
1: so arcade ganon is your jim oh he is definitely
2: jim so his he's got like a, a weirder story where he's uh, he came from. I think his dad was part of the Enclave, which are like obviously bad guys. And he kind of goes a different route to try to not be as much of a bad guy. But he's a little awkward and very intelligent. And he's probably one
3: of the more fun dialogue NPCs to have. Okay. Now, does this version of Arcade Ganon also get sold to slaves?
2: Ooh, nope. Doesn't happen in my game. <laughs> 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 you played the wrong version of your game. That and was nice. my favorite part of New Vegas. And who is
1: your? Um... Who is your your Pam Beasley? See, I thought about
2: that. So, like, I just need. So, I believe in the game, Arcade Ganon is gay. Um, and I couldn't find anyone that I thought was like high enough quality for him. Um, mm. I've got high standards for Arcade Ganon. Mm. So, sure. Um, you know, you at home, if you if you want to help uh, Arcade Ganon <laughs> set up his uh, Tinder account, we can we can get him some <laughs> matches in the wasteland.
0: So this is going to be interesting because Todd has picked one of my favorite game franchises. And hands down, my least favorite sitcom of all time. Yeah, so you also you haven't included my favorite NPC from the Fallout series, and if that NPC sneaks its way in here, you're gonna win. Uh, only- and if it doesn't, you're gonna lose. So that's no, that's, that's what's on the table for you, Todd. That well, is what's the on good- the table. Having for Matt you. as
3: a moderator is like watching Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. It's like, just say the <laughs> secret word, and we go, Ah!
2: Well, the good news is, though, Fallout doesn't have that many NPCs, so I think I got a good chance.
0: I uh, I like to moderate the same way I like to judge apples to apples with way too much thought to make sure that the right <laughs> okay. people lose. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm here for. All right.
0: So, pilots, let's talk here. Nobody's getting a show unless we have a good first episode We've got to show it to me. We've got to show it to a focus group. We got to show it to more people and see if it deserves to air for more than one episode. You have thirty minutes, not in real time. Good God, that would take forever. But thirty minutes in game time to give me the pilot rundown of your episode, Andrew. Ready, set, go.
3: Okay. So, uh, so beginning. So, just like the original Seinfeld, Heifeld is. A show about nothing. But we all know that Seinfeld was more than that. It wasn't just about nothing. It was a day in the life, a slice of life of uh, a community living in New York City. So, um, I decided that what's best for Jerry is best for Fi. Um, so, I actually will, I actually recommend rebooting the, the pilot episode as the pilot here. So, this is getting a little meta, but just bear with me here. So, we've got Fi and Tingle driving back from some undisclosed air, and they're just... They're having a name conversation, debating whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Phi um, <laughs> <laughs> thinks it is. Tingle says it is not. Um, all of a sudden, a stranger rear ends phi's car as they, while they're stuck in traffic. The driver looks very nervous as they decide what to do. Do we call the cops? Do we? Here's my information. Here's your information. Well, they reveal that the man has no insurance. So then we we cut to a court scene with the judge, kind of setting up the events. And then eventually sen- sentencing the man to be Phi's butler in order to pay off the damage. Again, the, ripped from the exact head story of okay. the pilot that George and Jerry uh, tried to launch. He
1: just, he just did a control F um, <laughs> find and replace I did, I did. for all the names. Uh,
3: even to the uh, the wiki, the Seinfeld wiki had uh, had no idea what was coming for it. But I feel like uh, I feel like in particular Phi is a really good uh, analog for Jerry Seinfeld because one of the things that. Um, Jerry's big role in the show was really just to point out the obvious like oh can you imagine these guys can you believe this and really all Fi does in Skyward Sword is just point out the (laughs) obvious to a
2: so terrible to an
3: awful awful extent that is Um, true so I I feel like the the combination of her her robotic delivery and just you know restating what you're already seeing will uh, will make it really easy for, for the audience to digest okay
0: all right I, you know, it, it wasn't creative, it wasn't new, it, you know, it, it really wasn't anything, but it's changing some names. But
1: it does make sense. You <laughs> thanks, do man. get that, so, it, it makes so, some sense. Uh, so thanks, with man. all that said, probably a pretty good pilot for Hollywood f- to pitch to Hollywood.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. there are only is, like three storylines in all of Hollywood.
3: It's absolute mm. vanilla, and that's what I'm going with. That's, yeah. what, that's what keeps
2: white people comfortable. Exactly.
0: Yeah, everybody knows that there are only three Star Wars movies. It's four, five, and six. Everything else is the same. And that's pretty much applicable to the rest of Hollywood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kyle, go ahead. The oddish couple. Tell me about it. All right. right. So, um, my pilot episode will open with, um, Pokemon Champion Red, Pokemon Master Red, coming down from Mount Silver, um, looking for a place to live, um, His mom has gotten used to having a a house to herself, doesn't want her son to move back in. Um, Misty, Brock, Professor Oak, all his old friends also similarly don't have a place for him to stay. Professor Oak does have a great idea that um, his grandson, I mean Blue, has uh, plenty of room for an extended house guest to stay in his Viridian City gym. Um, Upon moving in, Red and Blue learned they could not be less alike Uh, red is tidy and minimalistic blue is messy and extravagant incorrigible (laughs) asshole (laughs) Uh, blue blue likes to have a good time playing music yelling at people on xbox red prefers quiet reading or meditation they try to make things work Uh, red tries to clean up the house and accidentally throws out blue's gym leader license renewal paperwork
3: um, uh oh not, <laughs> not a
1: huge deal except the forms are due At the end of the day today And if he doesn't get them in Blue could lose his gym Will they be able to work together to get these pap- this paperwork Turned in on time You have to tune in and see
0: Ah uh, yes suspense Thrilling cliffhanger That's what I like in a good pitch all right. I just, At antics. That, at, that
2: point, at that point If Blue loses his gym leader license He's lost all form of his identity Yep. <laughs>
1: what do you what do? Yeah, you what do else now? do you have? That's the no conflict. Yeah.
2: I don't do anything. Um,
3: I feel like. Heroin. Okay, I, f- I do heroin. <laughs> I feel like this had a lot of, of mystery and intrigue, but I feel like I need more bureaucracy. Like, I want to feel what they're feeling at the, at the county clerk's office. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to feel that aggravation. Give me a bottle episode where they're just standing in line. Listen, oh, I, I work in a absolutely. courthouse.
2: It's a miserable place in there. You don't want to be there.
0: So now that we have two stories that end in strange amounts of bureaucracy, one in court and one with paperwork, Todd, are you going <laughs> to fall into the same
2: trap or no. are you, are you getting no, out my, of the government? No, no. My So we're talking about what court and paperwork. This is going to be way more exciting. So... So So listen,
3: it's at an office.
2: (laughs) So, so it starts with, I I want to take notes from the office without doing exactly what the office has done, but things that sound right. So we see strong, um, who is like this version of Dwight Schrute and sitting across from Preston Garvey, who is HR's Toby, um, strong yells about how arcade Gannon has yet again, put his sledgehammer in jello, and then he puts it on the table. Um, Strong continues to pound on the table, which causes the, the, you know, yellow jello to wiggle humorously while the camera, you know, pans in on it. Um, So Preston calls Arcade Gannon in. After a minute of debating, Preston interrupts them by saying, I know this issue seems pressing right now, but that settlement you just helped yesterday needs your help again. Because that's why you hate Preston. Uh, (laughs) Saying this, Lily barges in, yelling about how great jello is and says she's planned an afternoon of wasteland team builders. To help boost morale. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the episode is uncomfortable versions of all those terrible games you played at orientation or at like your local office staff retreat. But the cold open ends with Lily knocking the jello off Preston's desk and saying, clean that up, Preston. It's Adam, it needs your help. Barf, grow up. In a very like <laughs> Michael Scott treating Toby terrible sort of way. Because <laughs> everyone Wait, hates Preston. Who's who's the Michael Scott uh, I'm, I'm Lily Bowen, the the schizophrenic. Okay. um, like she's because Lily's actually a really cool character, and there wasn't like a good Michael Scott esque character. But I wanted someone that you'd like, but could also be erratic and terrible accidentally. So, as someone
0: who's played a lot of bonding games and team building games, I'm gonna need an example.
2: Um, Oh, okay. I got you. Um, I didn't, I went to college for this. So, (laughs) so they're starting with, um, human knot for sure. And it's hot in the wasteland. So it's going to be terrible. Um, let's see. They're also going to do two truths and a lie, which is stupid. Um, but I think the apex of the day is going to be when they end with cross the line where you ask increasingly uncomfortable questions about your privilege and you have to cross the line every time it applies to you. All right. Cool. So so to wrap this all up, um, I wanted to just make it clear. My setting is not the boring court or paperwork. It's an HR setting. So much more <laughs> riveting and exciting than what these two knuckleheads have to offer. All
0: right. Uh, so I just, I just want to recap. The yeah. pilots we have are literally the pilot of Seinfeld.
3: Yep. Um, <laughs> well, well, hold on, it's not the pilot of Seinfeld. It's the pilot from the pilot from Seinfeld. Uh,
0: okay. All right. very different. So yeah. literally the pilot from the pilot from Seinfeld. Yep, right?
1: okay. Wait, I'm lost. Well, and it's got
3: it's got a Phi, this the spirit of the goddess sword.
1: The worst character from The Legend of Zelda series. Go yes. on.
3: And Tingle, the second worst character from
1: *The Legend of Zelda*. Either the second worst character or the best character, depending on your opinions of Tingle and how you feel about the phrase
0: "koala Loompa.
1: Hey, those oh. are Tingle's
3: words. Don't steal them.
0: <laughs> um, so, so we have literally the pilot from the pilot of *Seinfeld*. Um, we have two guys move in and lose some shit, um, and then we have awkward first day at the office shenanigans
3: right which and- like to argue two guys who live together and lose their shit is the pilot of the odd couple and awkward first day at of the office is the pilot of the office so okay, so, so y'all motherfuckers actually, are down on
2: my level I, I actually i searched for what the pilot of the office was and i didn't even remember what the first episode actually was the very first i could have sworn the
3: pilot was diversity day but no, that's it's the paper two. clip it's the stapler in the jello
1: Oh, well, so yeah, okay. Nothing, well, I, I nothing exactly really happens that in the pilot right. of the office. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I'll be real and, honest. I wasn't around in like 1973 to see the uh, <laughs> pilot of the Odd Couple, so <laughs> that's it's like, okay whatever, because dude, the, the, like, the Odd
2: Couple is every it's, show. That ever. definitely happened that way. the the one The one person lost their gym leader's license, and the other person had to help him find it. And now everybody's homeless. They, mm-hmm.
1: I think the original pilot, they're Doing both divorcees heroin. looking for, like, looking for a roommate on, on analog Craigslist.
3: I missed the first heroin. I heard
0: Todd keeps yelling heroin in
1: the microphone. I
0: heard the phrases street heroin, and I heard the phrases analog Craigslist. That's,
2: Kyle, that, that's just posting up flyers around town. That's analog Craigslist. Analog Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the Yellow Pages. Oh, geez. isn't that
3: yeah that's just the like take a tab learn guitar yeah, yeah.
0: all right great well uh, moving on to something so, that will hopefully be slightly more original for, than ripping the those of you playing of a series. Home,
3: clearly we put a lot of work into this
0: <laughs> <laughs> we definitely did all right uh well whether it's bazinga newman how you doing or legend wait for it dairy forest catchphrases are the only thing that keeps sitcoms relevant which of your characters has the cringeworthy reoccurring catchphrase, and what is it?
1: Oh, this isn't going to be original at all. No, this, no, is it's gonna not, be, this is going to be a, a little bit. No. Uh, so, a well above so I mentioned earlier,
3: Fi's dream is becoming a stand-up comic in the in the big scary city of New York City. Um, now, knowing what we know about Faye's personality, and she is has a tendency to point out the obvious. I feel like she'll probably go along the lines of Jerry Seinfeld's uh, trademark brand of comedy. Uh, of obviously you know pointing out things around her. Um, so I I took the liberty at kind of rewriting one of Jerry Seinfeld's uh, classic, classic lines and uh, I'm not gonna do the voice, but just imagine you're hearing meep beep, 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 <laughs> You know like you hear the yeah. Skyward Sword. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah. it's so much worse without the voice. I, I need the um, voice, or I'm I not do... gonna get in the headspace. Do, you, do
3: we want to do I can do I, I can do two do you want me to do two? you want to do two? How about two? I want 22. you. I want you to do one as no. as
0: the the voice, and then one yeah. as the voice imitating Jerry
2: Seinfeld. Yes, that's no, what I'm going to do. No one's going to win. I'm sorry, everyone in advance.
3: All right, we got two <laughs> takes. Um, if if you don't hear two takes, that means Matt uh, erased one because he's <laughs> so
1: bad. <clears throat> right, yeah, good. if this is awful, we can cut everything about uh. you trying to do this voice. Master,
3: you must exercise extreme caution around the grape nuts. My calculations show with an 893 point three percent certainty that they are neither bricks nor nuts. It's so good and I All hate right. it. One hundred percent
1: staying in. That yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely
3: staying in. Alright, yeah. right. do we do we need to do the Seinfeld take? Yes. Uh huh. Definitely. Alright, how is it? Good. Ma Master! You, <laughs> you, you must exercise extreme caution around the great nuts! My calculations show with an eighty-nine point three percent certainty that they are neither greats nor not! Oh
1: my god. Wow, thank you,
0: thank you. Thank you. Wow! Holy smokes! Alright. That happened. Well, I
1: think I have to concede. <laughs> that... I don't think we can do better than that, Todd. I'm not going to try and do a,
2: oh, a, a voice like that. My, so my entire life has come to this. <laughs> I peaked at 30. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> All right, Todd, go ahead. Well, and, uh, I'll, I'll let
2: Kyle go first.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm out of order. Kyle, you go ahead. Um, and do know that you are like six points behind without a voiceover right now. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm I'm really disappointed because um, I don't remember quite what Gary sounded like in the anime, but the the catchphrase is kind built of like in. A, <laughs>
3: it's <laughs> Milli, <laughs> one of those. That well, pretty was
1: pretty
0: accurate. It was yeah. Any just try and be Sonic.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so basically. so the catchphrase is built in from the from the anime. Any time, every time, uh, Blue leaves the gym. He's going to announce his departure with a very loud, very to the camera, smell you later, followed by a yeah. thunderous studio audience applause. Great. <laughs> Excellent. <Good. laughs>
0: I I wish that there was more than audio to this podcast, because if everyone in the world could see the face that Kyle made to say smell you later, the world would be a better place. He,
3: it was pretty wrinkled, glorious. He wrinkled a lot. All
0: right, Todd, now your turn.
2: Oh god! So um, the big thing with Strong when you get him in whichever Fallout it was four, I think. Um, he he references the milk of human kindness being the source of strength because, gross. like, it's a, yeah, well, yeah, so for gross. sure. Well, if you if you take it literal, then yeah. Um, and he keeps referring to like Macbeth saying that the milk of human kindness. Well, it's a Macbeth quote about how the milk of human kindness, yada yada. So anyway. Obviously, it's the joke that no one, that only Strong doesn't get. So every time he references the milk of human kindness, Arcade Ganon has to pan to the camera and give that exasperated Jim look. Hmm. Um, is,
1: so are you are you trying to infer that the milk of human kindness is going to be your that's what she said? Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I like to think of it more
2: as, um, the the thing I keep thinking about is there's an episode of The Office where Dwight is referencing how he's going to go play laser t- or how the next day is Friday or is Saturday, where he thinks Thursday is actually Friday. Oh, yeah. When he references it in that moment, Jim kind of like shoots a look to the camera. And I think it's that. I think it's every time Strong talks about the milk of human kindness. Okay. The audience gets a chuckle, but everyone else is like, yeah, we're in on this joke. So oh, we yeah. have to
3: assume that this will be a mockumentary style as well. Yes.
2: Well, that's kind of what the office is only. It's a mockumentary of all of them because none of them have any positive career aspects until like the last two seasons. So, right. They all right. hold they the same to, job.
3: Yeah. When they try to develop the narrative that everyone's amazing.
2: Yeah. The only person <laughs> that gets any sort of upgrade is Andy by accident and Pam lies her way to a new job, which is super ethical. So, yeah. Um, so if we're, if we're doing character voices, this is going to be great. Um, because he's just an angry super mutant. So um, he would say something like, Strong hope we find milk of human kindness. <laughs> Which, Now that I've said it, it sounds like a, a grunting Yoda, and I don't feel good about it. Uh, That's too late. It like, exists for Grunting Yoda now. is
3: our first character. Uh,
2: see, comparatively, I thought after Andrew did the whole Phi Jerry Seinfeld thing, that was going to be like, the best worst thing but here's that so no
1: that was actually just great yeah yeah it was uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's I,
2: going only... in the
3: stinger <laughs> put it in the stinger
2: well i was just about to make a b movie reference so never mind it all just went full circle <laughs> accidentally
0: feinfeld and grunting yoda uh, all right um, now that we've gotten through that cringeathon <laughs> how could you possibly sell a sitcom in 2018 Without some kind of shoehorned B-list celebrity cameo, so who is it? Which episode is it? And why the hell are they there?
3: All right, so I went through and I looked. I thought about the most iconic supporting characters from *Sidekick*, because there are a lot. Um, so there are probably more here, not on this list, but these are some of my favorites: um, Newman, Bubble Boy, uh, Soup Nazi, Aaron the Close Talker, and Uncle Leo. Those are the ones that I want to cover. And and yes, boys, I did cast all these and more. But those are the ones I'll focus on right now. Actually, let's focus on those first four. All right, so... So, Newman. I love Uncle Leo, but I don't love my choice for that. All right, so uh, Newman. Newman is the uh, insufferable neighbor uh, played by uh, Wayne Knight. Um, he's he's slovenly. He's underhanded. Um, he's just a piece of shit. Uh, well, we're going to cast him as a Revali from Breath of the Wild because obviously, because Rivali is the fucking worst. Um, He acts like a jackass for no absolute reason other than to piss off Link and everyone else. So then that, so Newman is kind of a recurring character, so these are more of your one-offs, so I think this would be like, you know, and we're bringing back the Bubble Boy. Um, Bubble Boy is going to be played by Agatha um, from Twilight Princess. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Which this sounds mean, but just hear me out, hear me out. She's she's eccentric. Um, She's a bit of a shut-in. Um, and she has this unhealthy obsession with bugs. I like that. I thought that fit pretty well with the Bubble Boy. Um, she is a, a bit of a loner, a bit of a, a, a pariah, if you will. Um, now, my favorite one here is the Soup Nazi. Everyone knows the Soup Nazi. Everyone loves the Soup Nazi. Um, I can't think of anyone better in the Zelda universe than to cast the Soup Nazi as the happy mask salesman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's right. That's is right. he going to yell um, no mask for you?
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the happy mask salesman is a horrifying monster of a man. It's true. Um, he's horrifying, especially if you've played Majora's Mask. Within the first five minutes, he is displaying about five different emotions. Like he he hits some 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 high notes. Um, he appears sweet, but then he's he's incredibly volatile, and he'll fly off the handle at a moment's notice. So that felt pretty a pretty close analog to the soup Nazi. Hmm. Um, in that every interaction with him is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> now, now everyone loves a super Nazi. My personal favorite Seinfeld character is uh, Aaron the Close Talker, played by Judge Reinhold. Um, I love that episode so damn much. Um, so I think a good a good fit for the Close Talker is uh, the Owl Gabora. Oh, it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> like its head is in your face. Spinning exactly. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Because that's all you see in Ocarina of Time. It's just that. Fucking owl just angry. do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> You've never met this fucking owl, He just shows up. He's so friendly to you, and he wants to talk and gab your your ears off um, until you literally have to be like, "No, get out of here." Um, so that that felt again. That felt pretty close to uh, Judge Reinhold's classic take on the close talker. So there you go. I think between those three, we've got enough goofy side characters to keep people coming back.
0: Yeah. All right, I feel good about that answer. Kyle, you want to go ahead and throw your hat in the ring or your ball? Should I say?
1: My my Pokeball? Yeah, I think that I might Ooh, say that. Right. No one asked for that to happen, but everyone got it. And, <laughs> um, Confidence so, in
0: the punchline.
1: <laughs> so um, I'm, I mean, my my show has an endless stream of. Pokemon NPCs that can show up. Um, in the opening episode alone in the pilot, we're going to get Brock, Misty, Professor Oak, Red's mom, um, Pikachu fan favorite's going to be there. You know the everyone's gang. favorite, Red's mom. Red,
0: <laughs> hey. I hear
1: she's got it going on. <laughs> we're just going to end that before it, gets, before well, it goes anywhere else. Thanks for joining us everybody. This has been Debate this. That's it, podcast is over. But we've got, so we've got Every gym leader from seven generations of Pokemon that can show up, um, and there's there's your your celebrity cameos, boom, uh, roasted.
3: All right, bringing in the the OGs. Yep. Now where do you fit in, Whitney and her milk tank?
1: Um, Whitney is going to be a is going to be featured heavily in season three as the point of a love triangle between Ooh, red and good. blue. Love
2: that. Ooh. Right. Um, can can Nurse Joy be uh, actually no? You know what? I don't care who. Well, Nurse Nurse Joy doesn't matter who that is. Can going off of the <laughs> the current, uh, I guess, pop culture, I guess, stereotypes. Can Pikachu be played by Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> <laughs> can she also um, take that? We
1: are actually going to we are going to cast a an actual. Pikachu actor in that role um, we're gonna go <laughs> it's for Danny authenticity to and to we're trying to create new opportunities for Pokemon actors and we're going to cast an actual Pikachu in that role
2: oh uh, that's any any opportunity to make fun of the Scarlett Johansson things it's topical <laughs>
1: yeah
2: all right so I'll I'll take this home so with any good celebrity um, Cameo—it's all about the moment they show up. There's always like this build-up, and then they show up. So I've got two that I would like to introduce to the wasteland. And so, if you're familiar with another super super mutant from, I think Fallout Three, Fox—I um, think was was the one he yeah. was from. Um, typical super mutant, um, you know, morally I guess just not like crazy or terrible, but carries a sledgehammer, big presence. He will be played by the one, the only John Cena. <laughs> and when he comes the wasteland, he's going to bust through a wall and it's going to be John Cena playing the super mutant.
3: Wait, this is John Cena as Fox as a office character.
2: You know, why are you trying to make sense of it? At this point, it's just, yeah, yeah, Fox is in the office. Um, if he has to fix it, so he's he's Kevin. That's Fox's Kevin. But played by John
1: Cena. But played by John Cena. Now, does Cena. John
3: Cena have purple makeup, or how does this work? Well, Fo- no, Fox it's, is like green. It's
1: just like Flatville oh, okay. cap.
2: Yeah. Actually, you know, uh, wrestling at,
1: T-shirt. I thought John I had a picture Cena.
2: of Fox up. He might be wearing cutoff jeans already. So we might already be Perfect. like we halfway there. Where we're supposed to be. <laughs>
3: Let me know um, what you
0: search to find him because I googled Fox Fallout. Now I just have a bunch of furries who have modded
1: themselves into gotta, Fallout. Gotta, it's, fox it's, like F like yeah. yeah. oh, yeah, okay, so, like, A W K E S like animal. Guy Fox. yeah, Like Guy.
2: So, update, he doesn't wear jorts, but he does wear jeans with combat boots. So, he's basically John Cena. So, like, I, I, this seems a little bit more lazy than I wanted it to be, but that's right.
1: Um, it's not so, lazy, Todd. It's on-the-nose casting.
2: If you are familiar with Fallout 4, there was a mission called the, the Whiskey Dang Tango or something like that, um, where in that mission... Wait, here it is. The... Uh, The Wang Dang Automatic Tango mission. And you basically end up recruiting, um, I guess, like prostitutes of specific varieties. And the third thing you recruit is a sex bot. Um, In this edition of The Wasteland, and I don't know why The Wasteland suddenly needs a sex bot, but it does, and don't argue with me. Because the celebrity cameo who is playing Mr. Fisto... The sex
1: bot. <laughs> I'll let you get that out of your system before I tell you. I don't think there's anything to get out of our system. Oh, That's... well, in the game,
2: he after Mr. Fisto does what he means to do to you, you're extremely dehydrated. It happens. It's terrible. But oh, no. Mr. Fisto will be played by the one, the only, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's right, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Mr. Fisto in the wasteland. Um, don't know I... how... How I can... lost.
3: I lost the, the format here. <laughs>
2: <It doesn't matter. laughs> so, Are I, we still
3: in the office? Like what? They're, happened? In, the, they're
2: in the wasteland the office. Okay. Okay. Fine. Let's do this then. So there's the episode of The Office where Jim hires a stripper, and it is um, what's his name? Um, Thomas Franklin.
3: Ben Franklin.
2: So in this edition, they end so up So way
3: Okay, so it's going to be, don't, don't tell, tell me. It's going to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson mm-hmm. playing a robot, uh-huh. portraying Ben Franklin as a stripper from The Office. Got it. Well,
2: okay. I mean, I think, I think in yeah, The Wasteland, no, they cool. wouldn't bring Ben Franklin, though they could. Um, it's just <laughs> a stripper being Mr. Fister. Listen, <laughs> the, the Rock, our most popular Samoan, is going to play a robot deemed only for sex, and you're going to I argue account- about
3: this? I have a counter question, though. Yes. So the, the question if This if, is an airtight Matt,
2: statement, so let's hear it.
3: So The Rock <laughs> is, is on paper. It's pretty well known that The Rock is one of the most, if not the most highly paid actor uh, currently available right now. So how are you going to pay for The Rock to be in your show? Oh,
1: So easy. much no, Apple no, no, product no. placement. What, what was that, Kyle? So much Apple product placement. Oh,
2: well, there's, there's that. But this is kind of yeah. like drunk. <laughs> it's, drunk. Just, it's just one big
3: ad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm, I'm the rock johnson, guy, johnson playing
3: playing e playing it's, a fucking, it's 20 minutes uh, of
1: robot. apple ads two minutes of the rock as this weird sex robot and then credits roll
2: which now is making me think of that old sketch sex robot but it's not that mm.
0: oh um, from whitest kids you
1: know
2: because that's yes, the first man. thing i thought of yes sex, robot, sex um, robot so to answer your question andrew it's an airtight argument and sure. it'll be <laughs> supported. His budget will be supported by product placement and lots of it. And also, it's just kind of the allure that Drunk History has, where really famous people go onto it because they're like, "Shit, I want to be part of Drunk History." I get it. Yeah.
3: They and definitely want to be part of this reboot of The Office that doesn't
2: isn't really a reboot of The Office. And let's let's make it clear: Dwayne the Rock Johnson's screen time is a total of fifteen seconds. <laughs> the Apple product placement shows okay. up three minutes before him and twenty minutes after. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, got I really—I I started looking up really strange Fallout NPCs, and then for some reason, I got on like a WWE kick, and this just kind of happened. I—I I yeah. lost control of where I was going.
3: That is the natural course of, of looking
1: <laughs> through Th- Fallout Those thirteen War. seconds the rock will appear on camera will cost approximately. 15 million (laughs) dollars oh for sure all right now it is time for
0: everyone's favorite part of this podcast that they don't know is their favorite part of this podcast yet the super secret bonus question and to keep it nice and topical your main character has just tweeted something incredibly racist (laughs) 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 you've canceled your show and you have two weeks to reboot it with a new title and the exact same cast minus one person. Who tweeted the racist thing? Who's the new main character? And what's the title of the new spin-off sitcom? Oh.
1: All right, I got
3: this. I got this. Back off, everybody. All right. <laughs> so it's somewhat believable that Fi... It's not actually not that believable that Fi would tweet something racist because her, her uh, programming wouldn't allow it, but I'll suspend my disbelief. So in the inter- in the in the event that Phi tweeted something racist, um, it was probably de- probably delivered in-, in very broken English. Um, fortunately, we have some replacements. In tow, there are plenty of Legend of Zelda characters that are don't only exist to point out the obvious. So uh, we're going to do a quick swap. We're not going to change anything. We're going to do a quick swap. Fi, for Navi the fairy. I oh, saw God. that coming from a mile oh, no. away. <laughs>
1: That was
3: Boo. the world's longest setup. Um, yeah, Navi the fairy. Uh, it'll we'll just we'll just change the well. We don't even have to change the title. Did I say it was Highfeld? Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> right. Let's keep that. Let's keep that. <laughs> We're good. Keep this train rolling, baby.
1: All right, Kyle. Um. So it it's it's gonna be the actor who plays Red. He's gonna finally snap and just just go on a awful rant like. Twitter considers shutting down how awful <laughs> this But only rant considers cuz lord knows they don't take anybody off of Twitter. No. They said they no. would but they don't. Um and we're just going to straight up replace him with um with Ast- Ashton Kutcher. Um <laughs> no character <laughs> name. No no like role. He's just going to be Ashton Kutcher playing himself and they're going to brutally kill Red off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that he's credited as ashton
0: ash ketchum kutcher yes 100 good
2: all right cool um todd you're up yeah so so here in the wasteland um arcade ganon i think is a pretty decent human being but yeah, like I, you know maybe he had one too many ambien and was tweeting and like that <laughs> happens it happens that's also topical um <laughs> He could have easily said some, some, if not racist, at least culturally offensive things. And so what's, what's going to happen is that we're going to do a clean swap. We're going to pretend, that, you know, if we just wrapped up Season 2, um, or even if it's midway through Season 2, we're just doing a clean swap. And we are replacing Arcade Ganon with dog meat. Um, with, with the dog <laughs> follower that everyone loves from every Fallout game ever. And so if you are familiar with Arcade Ganon, he's got like... White hair and these thick black like thick rimmed glasses and a lab coat. So now Dog Meat is also gonna wear thick black Perfect. glasses and a lab coat. Um That's good. and it's it's no one says a single thing about it. They I think they actually just I don't know if they call him Arcade Ganon or if they just call him Dog Meat, but whatever it is, no one says anything. Um, no, I think they still call him Arcade Ganon. And the 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 show is now called The Wasteland. With dog meat as arcade Ganon, and that's just what it is.
1: So, um, they, they, so, they, so they... two, two questions. Yeah, let's hear. One, it. One, the um, for the cold open, where you the episode where you replace arcade Ganon with mm-hmm. dog meat, is it going to be just a straight rip of when of the? asian gym prank from the office it's,
2: it's pretty it's pretty close and the thing is since it's gonna be this like i am group situation where he obviously can't talk he just barks and oh, people continue okay. the dialogue as though they know what he's saying
1: that was that was my second question is is dog meat gonna be a talking dog
3: the, no the dog will be portrayed by vince diesel
1: <laughs> vin, lesser known actor vince diesel yes. we,
2: we keep saying we keep saying vince diesel you mean vin diesel I, man, I say. <laughs> you said
1: Vince Diesel. Oh, and I, America's and favorite
2: actor, Vincent Diesel.
1: You said Vin, Vince Diesel, and no, I, I tried man. to keep going, and Todd thought no, I also messed I swatted messed it out up of the air.
2: But yeah, so I think that's, that's thanks, what it's got to be. For
3: steer, thanks for steering along the skid with me, Kyle.
2: <laughs> Dog, thick-rimmed glasses, lab coat. And no one says it. anything.
1: All right. Good.
2: Great. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. For what we've
0: done I'm, You know, and it's it's weird Because like, I'm at a loss at how exactly to judge this Because it's just oh, wait, We've rebranded three sitcoms With <laughs> characters from games That no one has heard of Well, they've heard of the games, but most people haven't heard of the characters we're, we're just doubling down on this So double down one more time for me Give me the closing statement Wrap this up in a way that makes Your shitty reboot Seem like the least shitty Of the shitty reboots
3: well, Seinfeld is the greatest sitcom of all time. Legend of Zelda is the greatest video game franchise of all time. When you compare it, when you mash those two things together, it becomes like a supergroup. It's the it will be the greatest piece of entertainment that the world has ever seen.
1: All right. Because every attempt at a supergroup has been so and successful.
3: That's not logic, but that's how Hollywood thinks. You know what? So I that's think that's Z- my pitch.
2: Zack Snyder proved that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes,
0: it's if Seinfeld was rebooted by the director of The Expendables. Mm.
2: Mm. What's that? It's not good yet. We need to add more people. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'd watch it on Netflix.
1: <laughs> straight to Netflix. In it's the a shame of my own home. Yeah, that's a, that's the real
2: mark of a good sitcom. It went straight to Netflix. Definitely yeah,
3: good. Straight sh- to Hulu. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Ooh.
3: Oof. Yeah, that's the. That's unfortunate, uh, as
1: long right? as we don't fall into that YouTube red territory, I think All we're good. All right, so it. we we can cross uh. Netflix and Hulu off our list of potential sponsors for the show. Um, <laughs> Amazon so, hit us up. So, um, my my closing statements are: every every sitcom is more or less just a rip off of The Odd Couple. You put two very different people in the same room and watch them interact. Um, it's tried and true. Um, Everybody loves Pokemon. It's one of the most successful media franchises in the world. Um, you get you get your your chocolate and your peanut butter together, and you make a delicious Reese's. That is the oddish couple. <laughs> good, <laughs> the best name. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to say
2: other than The Office and the Fallout series are both really good, and I think together they could make a good weird sitcom. Um, and I'm still pretty hung up on the dog in the lab coat with the glasses. So I don't really have a good
1: defense anymore <laughs> to, to the, to um, the point that that's the show now, but forget arcade Ganon. It's, it's dog meat,
2: but I'm going to say, if you haven't at this point, Googled Fox, the super mutant and pretended that that's John Cena, there's nothing else I can tell you as to why this is the right choice, except it just makes sense. All right. Uh, well,
0: I have some things to consider. I um, I first must figure out a way to consider <laughs> including the things that I have my involvement in this podcast. <laughs> I I have no rubric for this project, but I have finished pieces that I need to <laughs> judge somehow. <laughs> so while I'm working on that, why don't y'all talk nice about each other for a little while?
3: I feel like this is a pretty cordial episode.
2: Well, it's because they were all like things that we liked with other things that we liked. Um, yeah. And it wasn't combative. It was just who else, no. who can give a less shitty argument to Matt to deal with?
3: Who has the, the best, worst idea? Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, God damn. I mean, I said this four times The Oddish Couple. So That's, good. Really good. <laughs> That's really so good. That's really good. Um, and uh, I was really hoping, so a little behind the scenes, I was, I was really hoping that Todd was going to pull out some, some, real real abstract fallout characters and, and boy howdy did he deliver because <laughs> um, I, I don't feel like anyone else in this show or, or related to this show is positioned to to deliver those types of those types of hot hot tracks so so uh kudos to you todd
1: yeah <laughs> um i i've got to say todd's like fallout office hybrid mashup would be the weirdest thing on television, and the exact kind of show I would fall in love with. Um, it 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 wouldn't be boring. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, uh, the the high what what's your high highfeld highfeld high 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 sure, whatever you want um, to me highfeld <laughs> it, it highfeld high it, it's similar similar to to my idea. You you mashed you mashed your your chocolate and your peanut butter together. Mm-hmm. Um, you cast you the worst character into the lead. <laughs> so I can't help you there, but, um, but it, it sounds like a, it sounds like an A plus show.
3: Thanks bud.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I went for like the obscure characters, especially whoever was going to play the Michael Scott S character, it needed to be someone who looked right. If they were cradling a one pound basket of cheese puffs. And that's why I went <laughs> with Lily Bowen. So there's that. Um, yeah, man, exactly like like Andrew said, Oddish couple's so good. Um and and the fact alone, like your you quoting Gary was also really, really good. Um obviously like I've I'm an old school Pokemon fan, so like these are speaking to the things that I know and care about. Um oh, had you gone I, I
1: know my audience.
2: Yeah, had you gone <laughs> past that first generation you would have lost me pretty quick. Yeah. Um and as far as Heifeld, damn it, what, like you, you, you like I get that that Seinfeld was kind of the precursor to it's always sunny in the sense that it was like pretty terrible people at some points doing things. But you took like some of the most annoying characters of the Zelda universe and then forcibly mashed them together and then forced that mashup into our faces and made us deal with it. And like, I didn't. I'm not hearing a
3: compliment here.
2: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so gonna weird. maybe get there. I'm what gonna pull I, this. He, nose he was out. hoping
1: you would, cause he doesn't have one.
2: Oh, There's, I just, okay, here's one. Um, so you chose fee, which was a choice that you made. Yep. I stand I'm, by it. I'm happy that you didn't choose four fees. I'm glad you didn't do that, cause that would have been really bad. Um, Thanks, no, man. I mean, I liked, I liked tingle. That was good. Um, and I actually, I didn't play Skyward Sword or, um the one with midna whatever one that Ah, was twilight Twilight
0: princess Princess. yeah
2: which i heard is really good um but i can at least appreciate tingle and midna um and and ravio i guess but man um heifeld and the oddish couple are two of the best like when i when i saw that you were going for heifeld i'm
3: like that was good that was really good you pulled it out it only took like Half hour, but you, I, well, I really I wish there would have been there. more
2: Gorons. But you know what? Hey, beggars can't be choosers.
3: I, well, funny story. I had Darunia from Ocarina of Time as my Kramer, as my my alt Kramer, and I ended up going with Ravio because I felt like the whole salesman thing like really fit.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> though I like on being Kramer, like how Kramer yeah. kind of like stumbles and slides into the room yeah, every time. Yeah, Goron would just rolling? smash the I door. See, yeah, down I can see him like rolling. Hey, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, Matt, tell us tell us which one of us is the least wrong.
0: You know, I I gotta say, like for coming up with a really weird episode topic, you all did very well. Like, I gotta I gotta commend right. you on that. We really managed to take. Nothing and turn it into just slightly less than nothing for the last and forty-five minutes or so. That's the
3: kind of real good <laughs> material you can expect from debate. This go ahead and follow <laughs> us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateCast. Make or sure debate you uh, you
0: leave that Apple iTunes review for <laughs> us too. It'll really help us in the <laughs> okay, podcast really, charts. Really helps.
3: Um, all right, so so for
0: a decision here, um, you know, Todd. Your knowledge of deep Fallout lore is impressive. However, I did say at the beginning of this episode there was one NPC that Who was going to earn you the win, um, and Three Dog was not included
2: in your script. Okay, Ooh. so um, I thought about if I was going to cast Three Dog, it would have had to have been. I, I I kept thinking Aziz and Zari for some reason as like <laughs> Three Dog just because of his personality, um, and like, I you know I just couldn't I couldn't make him be a thing. Um and I was not that big of a three-dog fan, so Alright, well then that just secures the fact that you lose. So there you go. I I know
0: the end of this I'm just
2: gonna I'm gonna wave to you guys as you pull away. Um
0: Well, you know, the the debate between Heifeld and the Oddish couple um is an interesting one because I I I know Legend of Zelda, but I don't much care for it. Um but I do know Seinfeld. And I don't know the Odd Couple, but I do care a lot for Pokemon, um, and so I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna make this decision on branding alone. And the Oddish Couple is just too damn good to walk Sweet. away from. Yeah. Kyle, you are definitely the winner of of this mess, absolutely. Uh, oh man. And with that, my friends, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to debate this. Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at debate this cast, and let us know what you think.
3: I'm Matt Cole. I'm Andrew, always says sure when other people are talking, Henderson.
1: I'm Kyle, very self-conscious of how he laughs through hard nasal exhales now, Harper. (laughs) And I'm Todd,
2: types aggressively into his microphone, Thomas. One more time, just to remind you, I edit this
0: podcast, and I'm saying (laughs) thanks for debating with us, and if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.